and welcome to Dirt Buzz. I'm Dale Spangler. Well, it's a Thursday, and when I first started this podcast, I called episode two Random Ramblings on a Thursday afternoon. And after thinking about it a little more, I decided that every now and then, whenever I have a topic that I'd like to share my thoughts about, I do so under the title Random Ramblings on a Thursday. And uh, it may be about, you know, an article I read, something I've been thinking about lately, or even a random silly tangent, hence the name Random Ramblings. So with that in mind, today's Random Ramblings on a Thursday, the subject is, will we ever have live music again? And you're probably wondering, where does this come from? Well, obviously, 2020 was a bit of a shit show. For all of us. And music is definitely one of those things that helped me personally get through the last six to 12 months with everything that came about as a result of COVID. Um, But it's certainly something that, um, you know, wreaked havoc on small concert venues and musicians alike. I mean, the bottom line is a lot of bands make a living off of touring. And so not being able to tour for the last 12 months, certainly had a huge impact. You know, live streaming is okay, but after a while, you kind of just, you know, it gets old. And of course, it's not the same thing as going to see music live. I mean, for me personally, you know, there's nothing that will emulate seeing musicians live. You know, for one, the audience, kind of like Supercross, you know, racers love to have fans in the stands. And so musicians are the same way, you know, playing for no one or streaming live is certainly not going to have the same atmosphere and vibe that it's going to be live. And so these musicians, I think, are just, you know, they're kind of getting tired of of doing these live streams. Obviously, they're still doing it, but we need to get back to seeing live music. And uh, luckily, I think there's a bill that passed recently. Um, as part of the COVID relief of the Save Our Stages Act. And uh, evidently it passed as part of the COVID-19 relief bill last year, which is a huge help for a lot of these venues. Um, The group's called NIVA, uh, and NIVA stands for National Independent Venue Association. And uh, through the hashtag Save Our Stages and on the website Save Our Stages, people could actually donate to help these small venues survive. Uh, But now that this has passed, you know, through the COVID relief bill, I think hopefully a lot of these places will be able to at least stay alive um, before live music can start taking place in their venues again. But anyways, another reason that I wanted to talk about when is live music going to come back is I I just read an article I think it was yesterday it showed up in my inbox on vice.com. I get uh I get their, you know, daily emails. And one of the stories is called We Probably Won't See Live Music in 2021. And in the article they talked a lot about how, you know, because of the slow vaccine rollout and new virus strains that um in the article Dr. Fauci is quoted as as predicting that concerts and theaters probably won't return until sometime in the fall, you know, and that's in quotes. So, man, if there's a time when we needed music the most, it's now, 
You know, like we're coming out of this, you know, crazy, you know, 2020, but we're still unable to do it. Bottom line for me is I'm just a huge fan of music. I'm a music lover. It's been, you know, like motorcycles, like dirt bike racing, music's been a huge part of my life from the time I was a kid growing up in Ohio. Um, Funny story, my first concert I ever went to was the Doobie Brothers at a place called Blossom Music Center in Northeast Ohio. And I went with my parents, and I think it was one of those situations where my parents were like, man, they wanted to go to this show so bad, and the only way they could do it was to bring my sister and and me along for the show. And I'll just never forget, it was the first time I think I ever smelled marijuana before, too. And I'm like, what is that smell, Dad? And yeah, it's kind of it's kind of an interesting night. But after that, it just seems like music was a huge part of my life. You know, I grew up listening to Kiss, you know, all kinds of bands from the eighties, early eighties, late seventies that my parents listened to. And so it was just a huge influence. You know, we even had a a jukebox in our basement that um had little forty five records and it was one of those classic looking ones and I love that thing. You know, I'd go down there. We had a pool table in our basement, had like a little recreation room and I'd turn on that jukebox and just jam away old Aerosmith and, you know, all kinds of really good music that my, my parents were into. So as I, you know, as I said, I've just, music's just been a huge part of my life. At one point I even tried to take guitar lessons, but I just am not musically inclined that way. Like I love listening to music and I enjoy it so much and, I feel like I'm good at picking up lyrics and the little nuances of different types of music, but to actually play music, no. <laughs> For some reason, I don't know what it is. I just, you know, I tried it and I kind of flunked out of it, lost interest. Of course, I was, you know, really starting to get going with motocross then. So obviously that was a huge distraction. But um, I mean, to me, you know, I, I tell people this quite a bit when I the subject of music comes up. If there's one thing that I would trade all the skills I ever acquired and learn throughout the years riding a dirt bike, it would be to be able to play music, be a musician, be able to sing. I can't do any of that stuff, but I sure do love and enjoy listening to music. So that's something that no one could take away from any of us, you know, and music just has such a good feel good experience, feel good vibe to it. Just like riding your dirt bike, it just makes you feel better. You get done, you feel euphoric, you feel happy. It's just good for you. Anyway, What's some of the music that got me through 2020? Well, probably one of my favorite, well, I can tell you my most listened to artist of 2020 was an artist named Kevin Morby, and I believe he's out of um, Kansas City, Kansas, I think is where he's based. He was in LA for a while, but um, now I think he lives back back in Kansas. But it's kind of like this, I don't know what it is about it, but I just, I love the lyrics. They just resonated with me from the first time I listened to him. And it's just kind of bluesy folk rock sound with just incredible lyrics. I'm going to play you a little example here and excuse the, the uh, sound quality because I'm going to play this from my phone into the microphone because I don't know what, any other way of doing it to give you an example. Here we go. Soul. 
In the sky was a thousand years old. Always kept time in my back pocket. Oh man, I absolutely love that song. Just such a cool, chill vibe, but also kind of a little, I don't know, nostalgic, um, a little bit sad kind of, but I've always kind of gravitated towards melancholy slash sad music. But, you know, it's not that all his music is sad, but it's you know, it's just it kind of right in that sweet spot where it's just it kind of appeals to my emotions. So, man, I absolutely love Kevin Morby. Never been able to see him yet in concert, but hopefully one day soon when everything's going again, I'll be able to go see him. Being that he's from Kansas, you know, he probably won't come to Boise, but that's all right. My wife and I love using concerts as an excuse to travel. And so once we're able to travel again, you know, we'll, we like to go places and see, see some of our favorite bands. For example, another one of my favorite bands is, uh, group called Rainbow Kitten Surprise. And uh, I mean, what else can I say about that? I mean, the name alone is stinking killer, uh, let alone their lyrics. And um, But we're supposed to head to, you're supposed to go to Red Rocks and see them last year. And then of course that was pushed because of COVID. And then now it's rescheduled for Red Rocks Amphitheater in Denver area um, for July of this year. But who knows if that'll happen again. So hopefully it doesn't get pushed because... I would love to go down to Denver and see my friends at Meta and just kind of hang out and go to Red Rocks. Place is insane. What are some other musicians that I've really listened to quite a bit in 2020 and that I love? Kurt Vile, another singer-songwriter that I love, kind of in the similar vein to Kevin Morby. But I don't know, it's just a little more rock and roll, a little more Tom Petty-ish, you know, kind of that style, classic rocker, rock and roll style. But he's a killer guitarist, and I like his lyrics too. He's kind of tongue in cheek, and you know, he's kind of funny sometimes. His lyrics. Uh, let's see what what's another band? Idols. Oh man, can't get enough of the Idols. It's another English rock band. Um, one thing you'll see notice about me: I love English music, whether it's you know punk rock, post punk rock, you know, new wave. Um, goth whatever you know like there's just so much so much good english music that i love and i've been a big fan of for a long time all the way back since the 80s and uh idols are just man i don't know what it is they're just they crush it from what i could tell live really good musicians incredible lyrics the subject matter of the lyrics is amazing as well so definitely recommend then if you haven't heard, listened to idols uh, another one in that kind of same style as the Viagra boys and they're a Swedish post-punk band from Stockholm. That's just another one of these bands where I'm like, I can't wait to see these guys live someday. Of course I picked these bands that are from, you know, across the, across the Atlantic. So I'm not sure when I'll be able to see idols or Viagra boys. And then another one, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Although I have seen them, I've seen them twice. So I'm here in Boise and then uh, actually made a little road trip down to Salt Lake city. With a buddy of mine and saw King Gizzard down there and they're from Australia and I guess I would kind of categorize them as um rock slash neo psychedelic. You know, it kinda of has a little bit more of that, you know, Black Sabbath y um, but then also psych rock, sixty psych rock sound to it. So 
really, really digging their vibe. And they're just this prolific band of incredible musicians that I want to say they put out probably seven albums since they started. And they've only been around for probably five years or so. So it's just, you guys just put out music like it's going out of style. So it's pretty incredible. And then, like as, as I already mentioned, Rainbow Kitten Surprise. And, you know, they're just fun rock. I mean, my wife loves them. So it's just one of those groups where we get to enjoy music together. And um, bands like The Revivalists, who I've seen, I want to say, five times now. You know, there's another example of a band that I, you know, have traveled quite a bit to see. Actually went to New Orleans to see them the very first time where they're from. And got to spend, you know, four or five days cruising around New Orleans. But that was kind of the main catalyst for going down there was to see, you know, the revivalists. And so after that, ended up seeing them in northern Idaho. They did a random show up there in um, Sandpoint. Saw them there. Drove over to Portland once to see them. Uh, went to Denver and saw them. And then also saw them when I was living down in Texas working for Tucker. Uh, saw them in Dallas. So it's fun to go to different venues and... um different states and, you know, find a reason to travel. So my current favorite is a band out of Dublin, Ireland called Fontaine's DC. And I just discovered them a couple of weeks ago. And I think it was just one of those where I was listening to a, you know, Spotify playlist. I like to go into artists I like and, you know, hit artist radio and, and see what comes up. Cause a lot of times it'll, it's pretty smart how, how good, Spotify is it's serving up music that they think you'll like based upon you know what you've been listening to. So that was how that was kind of one of those finds Fontaine's DC and immediately I was just blown away with this kind of refreshing you know they they are described as post punk as well even though they're young dudes but man just absolutely incredible wall of sound style good lyrics you know kind of somewhat simple lyrics Actually, I take that back. It's not simple lyrics. It's very poetic lyrics that can be somewhat cryptic, but holy shit, man. I mean, these guys just... And the lead singer has got this strange kind of like talk sing sometimes where um, in a deep voice sort of sounds to me like... Of course, I'm dating myself here. I'm 51, but it was a band back in the 80s called Bauhaus where the lead singer was uh, Peter Murphy and the singer of Fontaine's to me, has a little bit of that kind of deep voice, similar to Peter Murphy. And so these guys, man, I've just been ripping them for probably the last week straight. Can't get enough. I will say, like with the lyrics, being that I, when I was in college, I was an English major, I took quite a few poetry classes. And to me, creative classes like poetry and creative writing those are always my favorites just because I felt like it pushed the boundaries of just how I looked at things, how I thought, felt like I used my brain differently, you know, like push the limits of language, you know, what, what actually has meaning or how you can, how you can put words together and actually have meanings and double meanings and have it sound cool and alliteration, you know, rhyming. And so I just always love that aspect of when I went to college and being an English major. And so these guys are poets. And as soon as I read that, I'm like, oh man, I, I can see where their lyrics are coming from now. Cause it's just, this is a different part of your brain you use when you write poetry. Um, funny story on a side note, but when I was in college, sometimes I just would get stuck and wouldn't know what to do for a, an assignment for one of my classes, whether it was poetry or creative writing. So I would just go 
pound three or four beers and then hop on the computer. And it's crazy how like just letting your guard down a little bit and letting your brain just kind of flow in a stream of consciousness manner. Huge difference. But anyways, that that was one of my cheats. I'm not saying I condone it, but hey, I mean, there's a reason why I guess good a lot of good writers are drunks. But <laughs> but anyways, um, so here's a little example. I got to play some Fontaines. I know it's hard for you to kind of get this, you know, the the true vibe of these guys when I'm playing it from my cell phone into the microphone, but this will give you a little taste. Look them up for sure. Anyways, here you go. If you uh if you like that, I think you'll probably like some of the bands that I've talked about already, like Viagra Boys and Idols, because you know, they kind of have a similar vibe, just lots of energy and just get you amped up. And I got goosebumps just out just listening to that a little bit. And man, it just gets my adrenaline going. Kind of like getting, you know, before the gate drops on the starting line, you're amped up. I mean, to me, that's what I love the most about music, you know, part of part of what I call my trilogy of buzz. Dirt bikes, drinking beer and music, to me, have always kind of had that, you know, freeing experience where it frees your mind, loosens up, you know, your brain a little bit and lets things flow and lets you be yourself and let let loose, man. Because after all, like I said, throughout this podcast, we all need some relief after 2020. And so music is just one of those outlets that to me, without it, Man, I don't know how it would have made it through 2020. So the question is, will we get to see live music in 2021? Well, I have no idea. I don't have a crystal ball, but, you know, just based upon, you know, what I keep reading about and, and you know, and hearing from others, um, not sure it will actually happen. I mean, uh, you know, the the statement from Fauci that, you know, maybe this fall, but it doesn't seem like it. Only time will tell, that's for sure. On another note, I recently wrote an article for Meta Magazine about Wesley Schultz, who's the lead singer of the Lumineers. And uh, one of the things that really stood out to me that, you know, I don't even think I put this in the the, uh, the story that I end up writing, but, you know, we talked for like two hours when I interviewed Wesley for the story. And one of the things he talked a lot about is just for him, obviously being you know, a national act that's a, you know, has millions and millions of, you know, downloads on Spotify and, you know, hundreds of thousands of fans that love them worldwide. 
for them, I mean, they're obviously missing playing live music for others. And, you know, he talked quite a bit about that. And, but he also said that he, he's a big advocate of, um, the Niva group that I was talking about earlier and save the stages. And, you know, he, he brought that up quite a bit, how, man, we got to save these stages because, and these venues, because we need it, you know, we just, we just need that in our life. And so another thing that really stood out that Wesley said was that, for him, he thought it would be smarter if to wait and make sure everything is right before concert venues open up again. And, you know, of course, I'm paraphrasing here, but for him, it seemed like it would be worth it to do it right and not rush back too soon, because in the end, it will be worth it because we'll appreciate it that much more. And to try and kind of come back half-ass and, you know, maybe it's kind of similar to what they're doing in Supercross. And I'm not saying that's half-ass. Like, I'm so stoked that there's fans that now get to go and watch Supercrosses. But it's also probably not the same experience because everybody's so spread out and it's not part of that crowd vibe that you would get at a you know full-on Supercross race. And I think that's what he was kind of relating to Wesley Schultz is that, you know, to put on a show where everybody's spaced, you know, 10 feet apart and there's a, a half to a quarter of the people in the venue that would normally be able to hold, you know, quite a bit more for him. He'd rather wait. At least that's what I kind of got out of the conversations that, you know, he thinks it'll be worth it to be able to get back to having concerts the way they're supposed to be experienced. And so time will tell who knows. I mean, I personally can't wait obviously for live music, but I understand it's going to take time. And, uh, you know, if any of you out there are into music like I am and, you want to help support those venues, um, go to saveourstages.com. Uh, they, they put on a concert, I think, a couple months back. And in fact, Wesley and the, the Lumineers were one of the bands that did this uh, benefit concert for Save Our Stages. And uh, during that, there was, you know, they, they kept broadcasting where you could go to donate. So I ended up donating a little bit of money. It wasn't much, but it's all, you know, I think I gave them 50 bucks, but every little bit adds up. So. You can always go over to saveourstages.com and you know, like look for the hashtag saveourstages and, and, and help that out. And so hopefully that's going to help keep these venues open. So I know I didn't talk about dirt bikes today, but dirt bikes aren't everything. You know, okay, maybe they're a huge part of our life, but there still are other things in our life. And like I've mentioned quite a bit, music is one of those things that it's just, you know, it's kind of in the same realm of, you know, making you feel good. Music, motorcycles, mountain bikes, whatever it is like that, that it just makes you feel good. But before I wrap this up, I got to give you one more taste of one of my favorite bands. And uh, there's a little bit of Idols. And uh, as they say, never fight a man with a perm.
Damn, that's a jam. Idols, that's about it for Random Ramblings on a Thursday. I'm Dale Spangler. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check out DirtBuzz.com or at DirtBuzz.com on Instagram. I really like to thank everyone out there who's listened to this podcast and supported it so far, and to everyone who's reached out about uh, being a show guest. Pretty excited. I feel like I have quite a few great guests coming up that uh, I think you guys will all enjoy listening to. So again, appreciate the support. And uh, remember, enjoy life on two wheels. Listen to good music. Be kind to each other. And keep the buzz rolling. Thanks again for listening. (laughs) 